Welcome to Sarian Strategic Partners Podcast, a podcast focused on pre-transaction planning strategies and commentary for founders, entrepreneurs, and executives. Our team's mission is to help ensure that you obtain the maximum net value from your life's work. We work with you to develop pre-transaction planning strategies to help position you for personal financial success by identifying key tax, estate, and gifting issues prior to a sale or exit of your company. I'm your host, Greg Sarian, CEO and founder of Sarian Strategic Partners. So welcome and thank you for spending a few minutes uh, listening and watching our our video podcasts on pre-transaction planning. Today, we're going to be speaking about creating the right mindset as you're leading your company towards leading and growing your company towards a transaction. Joining me today is Emily Lucking. Uh, Emily is a graduate of Penn State and has her law degree from William & Mary. Uh, But three years ago, she founded Power Center Coaching, where she trains C-level executives, founders, and entrepreneurs to maximize their potential. So, Emily, thank you for your time this morning. And before we discuss the topic, maybe tell us just a little bit about Power Center Coaching. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Greg. It's really a pleasure to be here and talk with you. And you did a really great job describing my company. I work with C-suite executives. I also work with a lot of founders and entrepreneurs on business vision, personnel issues, clarity, creating goals, meeting goals, and yeah, executive coaching. Well, this last 12 or 15 months, we've seen anything but clarity. We've seen a, t- a ton of change, <laughs> both at the, the company level, individuals dealing with change. I'm amazed at the amount of entrepreneurial and M&A activity that we're seeing in, in the greater Philadelphia area. Uh, as we come out of this pandemic, it's been a really busy time. And maybe you can just help us, Emily, what are some of the biggest challenges that founders and executives face when they're in times of growth? Maybe they're raising capital, maybe they're building out their team, uh, maybe they're just managing getting through a transaction. What are some of the big challenges leaders face during those strenuous times? Yeah, um, I would say that one of them is articulating their vision so that they can then inspire their team to make that vision come to life. Often I see leaders get so caught up in putting out fires, but we need to be proactive versus reactive. No one feels like they have enough time, but making sure we do set aside that time to clearly create our goals will just help us achieve our vision so much more smoothly. So I wrote out some questions that I thought that people might wanna ask themselves, like what is our big picture goal? How will we get there? Who will help? What is our timeline? And then setting aside time to create quarterly goals for each team or person so that the big picture does come to fruition. And then when leadership is competent and clear, they can inspire their team. I find that passion is contagious and that people really need to feel heard and that one of the greatest qualities a leader can have is their ability to listen to their team, especially in times of change. What advice... Emily, would you offer founders and executives when they hit a roadblock, when they're going through a period of great change, like a transaction, an IPO, an event? Uh, We've got several right now clients of ours who are shepherding through transactions where it's the last five yards of the goal line and before they cross the finish line. And 
and they're dealing with employment agreements and non-competes, and it seems like the, the anxiety and, and the stress is the most high. What can you do to help people kind of get through those roadblocks and deal with that adversity? Sure, that's a great question, Greg. I would say that going into any sort of major change or transaction, that leaders need to accept that something is going to go less than smoothly. When we can expect something to go wrong, we can be more nimble in the moment and less drawn down by all of the stress. We can react more calmly in the moment and with a clearer head, and we can stay focused on the bigger picture. This acceptance piece is huge. Just know that nothing is going to go perfectly. Something's going to surprise you and expect that from your peers as well. (laughs) Expect there to be stress. Keep your your eye on the prize. You don't have to waste time with all of the stress. You can just stay focused, head down and meet your goal. You know, we talked as we were preparing for this discussion today about the importance of culture. And, and oftentimes when companies are in a hyper yes. fast growth mode or especially moving towards an event, you know, how, how do you encourage leaders and executives to maintain and, and grow their culture at the same time they're growing their revenues of their top line? How do they balance the two? Mm-hmm. So this sounds so simple, but I've noticed it can be very challenging in practice. Leaders need to get the right people in the right seats. Don't waste time trying to make up for people's weaknesses. Instead, put people in roles where their natural strengths will flourish. Then communicate to people that they're doing well. People are motivated in numerous ways, and hearing that you're valued is just as important to some people as their paycheck. I also think that connecting work to a greater mission helps enhance culture. So there's a parable about two men who are hauling stones. You ask them what they're doing. The first man says, I'm moving stones. The second man says, I'm building the greatest cathedral on earth. So as a leader, you want a team of cathedral builders. So helping people to remember why they're here, what the whole company's mission is, how you're changing lives can do wonders for your morale. So Greg, your team has counseled executives through more than 100 transactions. What are your greatest observations or takeaways that lead to a successful outcome? It's an important question, Emily, and and I think there's a couple things that that I've observed uh, leaders over the years who've done it well and done it right. And and the first is, uh, I'll never forget a conversation I had with Bob Rady. Bob is the CEO of Neuraptive Therapeutics. And Bob's had five successful transactions, but before he'll likely successfully transact this one. And when I was asking Bob this question, and this is maybe on a second or third company, he just said, I never start thinking about how I'm going to sell a company. I think about how I'm going to build a great company. That's my job every day going in to focus Mm -hmm. on my team, my customers, what we do each and every day, our target market, build a great company, and the rest will happen. And so that, that resonated with me. If a founder and executive just maintains that discipline of focus every day, building a company, increasing value, creating a better rapport with their customers and clients. And the second thing on a personal note that I always urge entrepreneurs uh, to really consider is not to plan on the transaction of the company as their sole means of liquidity towards financial dependence. 
Many times it is, inevitably it is, but the best leaders and the best outcomes I've mm-hmm. seen were those who could be mm-hmm. selective and make choices around how and when they transacted, not just being driven by what their personal needs, personal financial circumstances. Sure. No, again, that gets back to being proactive versus reactive, right? You don't want to be set up to be desperate. And you're really getting into mindset there too about how building a successful company is very different from building a company to sale. So that that was a very interesting point. So I have another question then. So the pace of running a growing company can be hectic and frenzied. What are some of the key issues that the leadership team should have top of mind from a personal planning perspective? Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things, I see three things that entrepreneurs fail to often stay on top of. The first is really updating and maintaining recent valuation metrics. So, you know, whether it's it's having a, a formal valuation done every 12 to 18 months or updating your cap table in 409A, you know, you, you can't just look at what the market's doing with your industry competitors, but it's really important to look at the, at the internal financials, your customer relationships to maintain for your own balance sheet, you know, what is your equity in your company worth? It's also really important that, that even at a, at a minor degree, an executive or entrepreneur understands the nature of their equity. Is it private equity? Is it options? Is it restricted shares? Is it common equity? And each one of these has different treatments from income tax purposes, state tax purposes, gifting strategies. So having obviously an advisor team, that's their job is to to lay all this out before you, but a basic understanding for your personal knowledge is we think really Mm -hmm. important. And and the third is having that contingency plan Um, because again, not all deals, not all transactions get done. Things do fall apart on those last, that five yard line. And so whether it's the contingency plan at a personal level on what you're going to do Mm -hmm. from a personal operational perspective, but from a company's perspective, you have alternative financing and cash reserves laid up in the event that this transaction doesn't occur. So those are the three biggest takeaways to make sure that 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 you're buttoned up on both the personal and the, and the, the company side. It's so fascinating, Greg. That's so much to think about. So then I have another question. Uh, why is it important for the founder or executive to know their number? Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's important, especially when we look at the, the M&A environment at such lofty, frothy levels. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the first one important reason is an, an entrepreneur, founder, and executive needs to understand what their walkaway number is from just a personal knowledge and, and longevity perspective. Because truly, when we're counseling clients today who are considering meaningfully getting out of a lot of their company equity, transacting their company, you know, we ask them, do you know what you need to live if you and your family lives to, you and your spouse live to age 95, 98? Are you factoring in inflation and taxes? And do you know what that number is? Uh, We just wrote a a white paper on social security because it is our view that people under age 55 should be thinking about social security in a much different way than our parents have. And so it's important to factor in the fact that most of your your own living in, in retirement is going to be from your own savings, not from things like social security and pensions are becoming yes. a thing of the past. The second reason it's important to know your number is, is the transaction, is this the right time to transact to get you to your number? Meaning, 
if your number is X and your transaction multiples are you know, A, B, C, or D, maybe you need to continue to grow your company. Maybe you need to invest in, in people and plant equipment and, and additional target markets to increase your EBITDA. Because if you transact today, there may not be enough of a net financial outcome for you to be able to back down or work less. So it's important you know what that number is and what your company's worth in order to make the right decision for your family uh, and for your and for your business. Emily, thank you for your time today. Really insightful discussion. We appreciate your, your views. And for those who watched and listened, if you have any questions, please feel welcome to reach out for Emily, to Emily or I for more information. Seren Strategic Partners is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Sarian Strategic Partners and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims, and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Sarian Strategic Partners and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.